shift into an attitude of gratitude. Welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show, where we'll be discussing leadership, business, human potential, inspiring you to live rich from the inside out. Unlock your creativity, stretch out of your comfort zone, break through your barriers, take inspired action, and achieve epic results. Now here's your host, three-time best-selling author, speaker, and certified executive coach, Deborah Kozowski. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show. I'm your host, Deborah Kozowski, and today I'm going to be talking to Heather Scott. Have you ever wondered where you fit in your own life? Heather Scott is the eyes and the heart wide open self-care advocate who has curiously explored, thoughtfully observed, and powerfully considered the immense need for people to remember their value, vibrance, and unique identity. After navigating the potholes, bumps, and detours in her own discovery of her self-expression as a woman and a mother, Heather could see that she wasn't alone in these challenges. Other intelligent, capable people were suffering from burnout, invisibility syndrome, and heavy burden of chasing expectations. Having witnessed the negative impacts of overstretched and unhappy adults on children through her career in education, Heather identified the need that met her empathic ability to help others. She became certified as a coach specializing in parent as coach training because she knew she could gently connect with people in a unique, way and one in which she uses her natural abilities of holding space of authentic and present listening and seeing what people are really dealing with. Committed to co-creating rich and deep relationships through reflection, action, and deeply connected way to being mindful and present is Heather's natural talent in this gift to the world. And is that getting shit done? and having fun along the way. Gotta love that. Currently raising two sons as a single mom for many years, Heather acknowledges that they have provided practical and ongoing experiences that challenge, stretch, and sometimes reinforce her knowledge and beliefs about parenting. As an educator, presenter, author, and coach, she is pleased to show up to listen, to contribute some awareness tools and techniques. And when you are ready to explore what you can create for your fulfilled future, Connect with Heather to discover what is possible for you. Heather's first book, Gentle With You, is now available to purchase on any online bookseller like Goodreads and BookBub. And I am so excited to have you on the show. Heather and I connected um, a few times in, in the past few years, but mainly through our connection with the Global Institute of Evolving Women. So I'm excited to have you here and congratulations on the brand new book, uh, Be Gentle With You. And this, uh, this gentle with you is a timely topic as we were discussing before the show, but really what made you write this particular book and why on this topic? I know, you know, we've been talking about self-care and the parenting part, you know, we don't hear a lot about being parents and providing that self-care to ourselves. So I would love how it, it has brought you to this stage of publishing this book. Well, thank you so much for having me, Deborah. It is just an honor to, uh, well, and as I said, when we were just getting ready, I just, this is an area that brings me so much joy. I love talking about this topic because it's very unique to everyone and it has so much if people choose to explore and invest in this area, it really, it pays amazing dividends. So um, the reason that I chose to write this book is I was in a situation with my family and I was talking to everyone because there was a serious illness in the family. I was talking to everyone. I would not be quiet about, oh, you know, you need to take care of yourself when you're caring for others. And you really need to do that. It's a really smart idea. You don't want to get depleted, oxygen mask on the plane, the whole bit. And so I was a great, you know, ringing bell, but I didn't apply it to myself. And so I got really depleted and very sick. And for a while, I saw way too much of my doctor and it was quite 
I mean, it was really good that it was pre proactive, preventative. It was it was ruling things out. But I I spent about ten months of just one thing and then the next and then the next. And when I got to the end of that, I realized that I was going to get to write more chapters in my life. And I two weeks later met up with a publisher at a conference and we were chatting and I jokingly said, well, I've started to begin going through menopause and my children are in puberty. So it's shocking anyone is alive in the house because <laughs> there's a lot of hormones going on. And so um, I chose to write on the topic of the connecting parenting, but that's just because that's my experience. I really do believe that self-care at any stage of life for anyone is incredibly important. Yeah. You know, I, I find it interesting that, you know, it takes these events in our lives. You know, I, we, you work with similar individuals that, you know, they're in leadership roles or lead, just leading their families, running businesses. And, you know, it's not until there's something that kind of is like that two by four that people talk about or hitting the wall that they really have to stop and take care of themselves. And uh, I know you have two sons. I have two sons and a daughter. And uh, yeah, parenting at all stages is challenging. And we just had, you know, Mother Day, Mother's Day a few days ago. And I think about the challenges and the rewards and how incredible that these these little humans socialize us. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I have learned a lot from them and happy belated Mother's Day to you. And a number of people asked me what my Mother's Day was like, especially when you're in the parenting realm, there's a little bit of upping the ante. And right. someone said to me, well, how was your Mother's Day? Was it, was it, uh, did they spoil you? And I said, you know, I felt so, so very fortunate to have meaningful connection and conversation with both of my sons during the day and we had a nice dinner together yeah. but really um I have curated something that I value it I, I don't really need expensive gifts or or a huge gathering but to have that meaningful connection with them is yeah. incredibly meaningful for me yeah. so. do you find you know it varies from person to person mom to mom um, based on some of the love languages too, because, you know, absolutely, it, it, it's fun to receive a gift, but I, I just want my kids to cook for me. <laughs> you know, they're all young adults. I just want them to cook for me or just to hang out with me, yeah. you know, and it, and it's a simple thing, but that's what I truly want. I want them to, you know, acknowledge that mom's there. And, you know, my son put a social media post that, you know, a picture of the barbecue and steaks that he makes the same meal every year. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it works for me, you know, but I can see how upping the ante, but it, you know, if it's not your love language at the end of the day, are you truly going to feel that same appreciation, you know, or, you know, that they took time to draw or put their handprints on a card or write a little note about why they like mom when they're five years old, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a very, well, and it's fascinating to me. Nothing like writing a book that mentions parenting to, you know, <laughs> you're in a conversation and someone will say, oh, well, what's the topic of your book? And I'll say, well, it's about connecting self-care and parenting. And the number of people who say, oh, well, my kids are grown, so I'm really done with that now. Mm. And I'm, I'm and that's a very unique way of looking at it because both of my children are over 18 now. Yeah. And so they are young men and it's really wonderful to see them emerging into the individuals they will continue to become. Yeah. And I certainly don't feel like parenting has, has finished. It's just shifted with the times. So. Yeah. My, um, my mom and dad used to say, small kids, small problems, big kids, bigger problems. So I don't think the parenting ever ends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah. it's an interesting illusion that uh, when people say that to me, I say, oh, well, that's excellent. But for most people, it's ongoing. And, and I've actually spoken to a number of people who um, they are grandparents and they're wanting to foster 
better relationships with their children because they really want more access to their grandchildren. Yeah. And so it's, it's interesting to explore reconnecting if you're at a stage where maybe you're not as connected as you'd like to be and you'd yeah. like to build those bridges. You know, I, I want to talk about one of the stories that you have in your book and it was about really listening. And I know like, um, Dr. Mark Golston, he wrote a book called Just Listen, and he wrote the forward for my book, Let's Be Curious. And that was one of the game-changing books for me about really listening and paying attention to those around you, whether they be your kids, your family members, people you work with, colleagues, to have a deeper listening. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about how you have formed more deeper listening with your boys and uh, the people that you work with. Yeah. Thank you very much. I, um, that was the, that story that I shared with you about my son and A&W when I chose, when I decided that I was going to write the book, that was the the story that came to me first. So that's why I've shared that one when promoting um, what I've created. And what I would say is, that doing some of my my coaching training has really positioned me well for having the comfort with silence and and letting someone deal with it and come to it themselves. That's been huge. Yeah. Um, Being being reflective as opposed to instructive. Um, answering, you know, asking the open-ended question and then just shutting up has been very effective for me. Yeah. You know, sometimes I, I mean, I can't think of many parents who at one time or another haven't wanted to just fix it, whatever it may be, just move in, deal with it, fix it, solve it. But really for me, the value in parenting has been when I hang back, I used to laugh and say, that some of my best parenting happened when I was exhausted. I was in bed, nearly asleep, and they'd come and sit on the edge of my bed and they'd talk for over an hour. And I would say almost nothing because I would literally almost be asleep. And the stuff that they would share with me in those moments was absolute gold in terms of connection and understanding what's going on. Yeah. I have, I have two stories to follow up with that because I remember as a kid, my mom worked night shift. And I used to go see if I could ask for whatever I wanted while she was half awake because the answer would be, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and then we'd have a discussion in the morning to see if she remembered. And then, uh, you know, there was this time I was working with my business coach and I was telling her, you know, I just feel like my wheels are spinning, but you know, think I'm not making traction. And I said, then I have my kids They're They're saying, mom, I want to spend time with you. And I'm like, I don't get this. I am spending time with you. We're in a minivan. We're got the doors locked and we're on route to all your functions and everything. And she says, Deb, you, you need to go home and mark on the calendar, put each kid on the calendar and make a date with them. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll do that. So the first day I went shopping with my daughter and she was thrilled, had a great time. And then I went with my uh, youngest son and he wanted to go mini golfing. So we went mini golfing. And then the other son, I want to go mini golfing too, mom. So I went mini golfing with him and we went um, mini golfing. We got both got a hole in one on hole eight at West Edmonton mall and took selfies. We were so excited. And then at home, I was asking each of them what their win was during this process. And he said, mom, you put me on the calendar. And I choke up every single time I tell the story. But I thought I was spending that time with them, like quantity of time was lots, right? But what I learned was, is that they needed that one-to-one connection. And now I look at my, I'm the oldest of five. And I look at the connection with my own parents, that each of us have a very different relationship with each parent, because we've taken time to have those conversations. So it really changed my viewpoint. And I've continued to have dates. Like even yesterday, my son's like, see, we went on a date, mom. I took, we drove to chapters. We went and did this. We went and did that. We just hung out together. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yep, 
we got the date. He goes, oh, we're good till next year. I'm like, oh, no, it doesn't work that way, you know. <laughs> but it's that deeper listening that really it's what's not being said. Yeah. And, and you know, there's many, many little catchphrases about the human soul. And I know what I feel like when I'm struggling with something and I just get to be present with someone who really just witnesses me. They're with me, they listen, they hear me. I feel seen and heard in a way that really matters to me. And I've started doing my bit of offering that to the boys. And the things that they open up and tell me because I just express interest, ask one question and stand there is kind of amazing. So, and you know, I, I like how you said you asked the question and stand there because I had, and this was just not too long ago, one came home, was venting about the day. And I'm like, isn't there anything? <laughs> it's not, it was very reactive, right? Is mm-hmm. I'm like, was there anything that was good in your day? And it just went sideways. And it was interesting because the next day, kind of the same thing and then I said so uh what do you have to look forward to totally different direction right but it was just because I had thought about the approach and I thought okay I got to do this differently you got to tweak it and it's no different in you know what we do at work or things that we do for ourselves is you got to have these tweaking moments Um, yeah and and what I'd like to kind of also share is that I've been doing a fair bit of coaching on the organizational side of things. So I'm a very organized person. I can, I, I listened to your podcast all about time management and I was like, Woo! it hit all my points. Cause I just, I love a well-run meeting. I love a, a, a very well laid out calendar with intentional life creation present. Yeah. And what I'm noticing is that, and this is with a lot of women and I'm sure men as well, but, As people get more organized, if they choose to move that direction for themselves, what I'm noticing is as they get more organized, they're wanting to put in whatever their flavor of self-care is Mm. because they start to realize that they do for others all day long. And to spend 30 minutes or 60 minutes, whether it's going for a walk, whether it's you know, I, I'm doing uh, strength training at a gym right now. You know, it's 30 minutes. That's just for me. That's not for anybody else. Yeah. And, and so I'm noticing that as people become present to their calendars and then they match it up with what they truly value, you know, one of my questions is where is, where are you on your own priority list? And yeah, exactly. a lot of people, well, Sometimes I I can tell that I make people uncomfortable when I ask questions like that, because if they're not present on their own list right now, it can be very confronting. And I love watching people get geared up to, this is my favorite thing. I'm going to go and do my favorite thing. And And if you think about it, if you can't give yourself 20, 30 minutes in your day, what is that really saying? Well, yeah. And what I find is that many times when I talk about self-care, people give me the reasons they can't do it. So, oh, I can't do it. It's so timely. It's so I'm really busy and I have almost no patience for really busy. Even if it's true, talking about it doesn't make it any better. And, you know, okay, you're busy. I got it. So there's time, then there's money. People say, oh, You know, it's really expensive to go to the spa. Well, you don't need to go to the spa in order to do something. It doesn't cost money. But the the kicker one is I'm fine. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're fine. Okay. (laughs) You know, I'm not the self-care police. And if you're fine, that's awesome because everybody is whatever. Most people are fine. They're already doing it. It's just a matter of, are you are you putting things into your life that are creating joy or reward for you? That's meaningful for you. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting, Heather, I just want to address this because I don't know, this was me and I don't know, maybe some people are listening or watching us and you can add into this. 
is I was having a conversation with someone and I was like, you know what? I thought I was doing great with self-care. I thought, you know, going to the gym and journaling and, you know, um, doing some meditation and prayer that I was eating healthy, that that was all self-care. And I realized (laughs) um, and kind of been forced in that direction to understand that self-care is more than that. And that I got it wrong because I thought if I'm taking care of myself that way, that I was already caring for myself. But there's more to it, like setting boundaries and all these other things. So I'd love for you to, you know, tell us a little bit more about maybe what people don't understand. Self-care is a lot more than just the basic food, water and shelter stuff. Yeah. Well, I'd like to share two things. One is, um, I, I've done a, a gift hour for this Global Institute a few times now, and and there are three main areas. One is, so I'll go through the three main areas, and then I'll share a story about what's occurred for me in the last three weeks. Sure. You and I were sharing earlier about this, and yeah. so the first thing of the three is, it's really important to release the guilt about wanting to take care of yourself, or if if you come face to face with the care that I've been giving myself hasn't been effective yet, or it's not quite enough, or it's not quite the right thing, Mm -hmm. letting go of that guilt that you either need to start caring for yourself and you feel guilty being away from your family, or you feel guilt over, yeah, well, I really haven't been eating healthy enough. And now I'm dealing with something. So releasing guilt, we all know that guilt does not help anything. It is not a very, you have such an upbeat tone to all of your podcasts that you know that guilt doesn't serve anybody. Yeah. Then the second point is truly forgiving yourself, offering compassion, recognizing that you were doing the very best that you could at the time, given what you knew, given what you thought would be beneficial to let that go. That's one of the reasons that I named the book gentle with you. I think that everybody, you know, it's funny. I just did an offering online and someone said, well, is it a challenge? I said, no, it's not a challenge. We don't need any more challenges right now. I don't think. So we called it a guided experience, which is just wording, but still the gentleness is, oh my gosh, like, isn't it time for us to just take a breath and say, yeah, that, that didn't go well. I, Mm. I hurt my knee last April because I fell and I needed to rehab. And, you know, did I need to go out there and pound the pavement? No, I needed to be gentle for a minute. The third piece is to legitimately give yourself permission. And this can be really difficult if you're in an environment where everybody depends on you. You've always run the show. You're the person who makes things happen. Part of giving yourself permission is for you to go and take care of yourself, but also giving yourself permission that dinner might be late or messy. <laughs> Just let's think of like, well, I've, I've, I can relate to every single one of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every single one. <laughs> yeah. So those are the three main components of most of the talks that I give is just beginning to open the door. And then, you know, I mean, you're, you're a, very accomplished coach and I have uh, I'm a certified coach as well and and to do that life wheel and to say okay Mm -hmm. the real indication is when somebody's personal care personal development health isn't on their own wheel you know that's an indication yeah and we all know that focus is really what you focus on expands what you focus on is going to that's where you can effect change that's where you can actually make an impact and so and acknowledging that sometimes you need an accountability buddy in that so most of the things that I work with people on is not rocket science it's not revolutionary it is just it's revolutionary within their life to make those choices or make those changes and that is that is very transformative it is it can be Well, I have somebody that I've been working with for quite a while and I've been, you know, really 
she's been a very eager student to learn more about self-care as well as all the other things that are getting organized. Yeah. But the, the true moment was when I, I said to her, she said, well, what are you doing for your birthday? And I said, well, I'm not really sure. And she said, well, you know, I told you about that person, person who does that amazing facial. She, she's does work in a spa and it's, and I was like, you know what? I'm saying yes. I'm saying yes for Heather. And yeah. I went and it was so funny because I had such a, such a busy day. I was winning the busy wars that day. Busy, busy, yeah. busy. I was here, I was there, I was in the West End. I was driving around and it was just one more thing on my list. And I thought, oh God, here I go. Off I go to my spa appointment. And I was kind of tired. And I thought, well, I hope this is good. And it was amazing. Yeah. It was just like beautiful. But the thing I was so pleased with, I mean, not only did I get a beautiful service, but this person who I had had to sort of take by the hand regarding self-care was the one challenging me to do it. <laughs> like boomerang. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. I often find that our clients teach us a lot about ourselves. Oh, as well. It's beautiful. It yeah. So the other thing I wanted to share is that I have had three really big, you know, sometimes life happens things in about the last three weeks. So there was a, a situation in one area of my life. There was a health issue in another area of my life. And then there was a personal crisis in a third area. And it got consistently closer to home. Mm. And so I went to bed one night and I, I, the first thing happened and I thought, oh, look at me. I've done a lot of growth. I'm really grounded with this. And then the second thing happened. I thought, oh, I'm, I'm still doing pretty well. Like I, I can feel a little bit, but then the third thing happened and I thought, oh, and I, I went to bed early that night and I did a couple of meditations that are very nurturing for me because I needed a bit of care after those three things. Mm. Yeah. So school's never out with stuff like this. No, I love how you say it, you know, life, like I like to look at life as experiment, but definitely it is a school in itself. So when you think about the self-care movement and the journey of your own self-care, what has been the most surprising result that you have had um, from sharing your perspective on self-care? What have you learned from others as well? Yeah. Well, I've learned how powerful it is to model it. Mm. So just like in my book, when I talk about modeling things for kids is way more powerful than talking about it. Yeah. So me modeling and being authentic about actually taking care of myself has been well, sometimes humbling and mostly good. Yeah. I didn't realize that I would publish a book last fall and I had all this love and support that poured out. And I was so depleted and I needed to take care of myself for about three weeks. I was like, how ironic. It's interesting because when you feel depleted, you can't even allow the good stuff that people do for you to even feel it. Oh, there was so much love and support and I was cranky. And now I understand that that's my tell. If good thing, good thing, good thing happens and I'm still in a mood, I need to pull in and take care of the basics for me. Yeah. And one of the things that's so surprising to me, well, two, the first one is I didn't realize that for me, joyful, fulfilling, nurturing self-care involves choice. Mm. If I wake up on a Saturday morning and I have nothing planned except something that is intentionally put on that day, Right. Oh, I feel like I've won the lottery. Yeah. I usually wake up early on those days because I can just barely wait. I can't even wait to start. So, so yeah. for me, that was surprising. The value of freedom of choice yeah. to, to set my own schedule, to consider my own wants, needs, desires. I mean, I don't know. I think that as women, we, we are so socialized to, check with others and consider everyone and make a meal that everyone will enjoy and try and time everything perfectly. Oh, the freedom of having an unstructured, unscheduled day is just yeah. 
I can yeah. hear the hallelujah chorus. <laughs> so, so good. Yeah. And it, and it doesn't have to be a big thing. Like, it's not like oh, I'm going for a weekend trip or, you know, I'm needing to go to a fancy restaurant. It's just having choice. Exactly. Exactly. It's so freeing. <laughs> so I've named these now. And then I will, I will ask you if you would like to create something as well. And all of your listeners, I would really invite. So this is, this is a little bit, I don't know if bossy or challenging or whatever it is, but I don't really care. I think that the benefits outweigh the bossiness, if, that, if, that, if that's what we're saying. So I call those the days of Heather, a day of Heather. And a friend of mine gave this to me many years ago. And she said, well, if you were creating a day of Heather, what would you do? And I wasn't very good at self-care at all at that time. And I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, it was like disconcerting. But that's true. Like when we're given the opportunity, like we're so used to being on autopilot, like going with this, we got to do this, we got to do this. We have this to-do list, but we're not on it. We're not on that list. We're not in the calendar. Everything else could be laid out. And that's the greatest lesson that I have learned. And I actually recently, like we were talking about before the show, um, forced to in the position that, um, how do I? So just for a little bit of background that Heather and I were talking about a couple months ago, um, beginning of uh, mid-January, I had COVID. And, uh, And then I thought I recovered and I was doing great. And um, I've actually developed a severe photosensitivity. And that means I don't tolerate light very well. So when I go outside, I have to have sunglasses. When I go into a mall or a shopping center with bright lights, I got sunglasses. And I had to be off the computer. And as you know, you know, I spent a lot of time on the computer podcasting and um, doing a lot of great things in social media. And I've had to be in the position where I wasn't allowed to do that. And it scared me. I have to tell you, Heather, it totally scared me mm-hmm. because it's something I love to do and maybe even took for granted at times that I just, I get to do it and I love to do it. And in my whole six years of podcasting, had I never been a week late until just recently. And it's really made me think about self-care. And we were talking about, I just listened to Byron Katie's interview with Oprah Winfrey and Soulfilled Sundays, Soulful Sundays. And she was talking about when there's illness or other things going on in your life that, you know, when we resist what's going on versus just allow what is to be, then that resistance creates tension in ourselves. We struggle. And if we can be in a place with feeling those emotions and acknowledging what is right now, not that we, not that we have to just love it, but acknowledge that it's here. What it was it teaching me? What do I need to do? And a few of the things that you talked about, Heather, during this process, I've practiced forgiveness. I've worked through some guilt. I have had to re-examine what I, or re-examine the definition of what I thought self-care was not just the lifting the weights and eating well. And it was about, you know, catching some of those thoughts and challenging them. It was about setting boundaries and recognizing that I needed to ask for help from people, which is not something that I do a lot of. And also allowing people to also do for me. Yeah. And, um, you know, recognizing that it's a gift for others to do so. But when you're not used to that, or you're not conditioned to that way, it can be a challenge. And the more I had pushed through, the slower my recovery has been. So I have learned that being busy and pushing through was my normal way of handling things no longer serves me. So I had to look at things very differently. And I, you know, I kept looking at our upcoming interview and I'm like, okay, all I had to do is repeat the mantra to myself of be gentle with you and think about you. So all I would say, okay, Deb, this is your time to be gentle with you. So I just repeated your title 
as a mantra to help me through some of these challenging moments. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. You know, I have had very, very um, touching feedback from people about my book. And it is so, it is so gratifying to know that the intention that you had when you were creating it is being received by some people. So thank you for saying that. And, and thank you. I really want to acknowledge not only that you asked for help when you needed it, whatever stage you had to get to before you did, but that, that really, that speaks so much to who you are and what you're committed to. And I really honor that it's, Asking for help is actually a sign of incredible strength and courage, but that's not how we've been socialized. Yeah. We've been socialized that it's somehow more acceptable to try and do it all on our own. And True. that's not how humans are designed. We're not designed to work in isolation or yeah. live in isolation. So, and the other thing I really acknowledge, and uh, I, I, do a, I do a word of the year. So my word of the year, well, I always have believe up there, but the word of the year is here and you can't see it, but it says receptivity. Cool. And so I have a mantra that I use when I'm trying to sleep and I usually don't have much trouble sleeping, but I, I say to myself and in whichever order is release and relax and receive. Mm. And Receiving is a skill that some of us don't have very well developed yet. Yeah. And I've had people say to me when they have given to me and supported me, they've actually said it is such a privilege to support you. And it's kind of hard to believe that in the moment. Yeah. You feel low or whatever it is, but it is a gift to give others the opportunity to support you. Yeah. Well, just yesterday I had um, on Saturday or two days ago, I had a team I work with drop off a big bunch of flowers on my doorstep. And I had a note about how much they loved me. And, you know, the person who dropped it off texted me and said, hey, there's something on your doorstep. And I went out and saw these flowers and opened the card and I burst into tears. <laughs> you know, um, I. I I'm kind of, you know, sappy that way. And I, and I'm, I, I own it and I love it because that's something that people feel my heart because I wear it all over me. Mm. And, uh, but it was in that moment, just not feeling depleted was being able to allow those emotions to flow and to be really touched was like, oh, this means I'm getting better. I can feel so getting better, you know? And for me, that was a sign that, you know, th there's, we're coming around a corner. So this topic of self-care is so, so important. You know, I think, you know, we're talking about sleep. We're talking about parenting. You know, we talk about food and just going to the spa for that facial that you did. And you did a day of Heather, you know, some time out in your day, but how much more productive do you become when you do those things? Oh, well, for me on Mother's Day, I chatted with both of my sons and, you know, for years it was breakfast in bed because they were younger and they would make me scrambled eggs and bacon and toast. And it was really exciting. Yeah. And they both are older, want to sleep in on the weekend. And I wanted to book a call where I'm creating this digital experience that's coming up in September. And so the woman that I'm working with is actually in Spain. So time zones are a challenge at times. And so I said to both of them, I'm thinking of booking this call and it would be like 9.30 to 11.30 on Mother's Day morning. Do you guys mind? And they said, no, not at all. <laughs> We're okay. You go ahead. Yeah. So what I watched is we created a time where we would meet in the afternoon and connect and we ordered in some dinner it was really lovely but what I watched is I did that for me in the morning mm. and guess who those boys got to be around in the afternoon a really happy mama oh! 
I was so joyful. And I was like in the kitchen and my, my ridiculous little silly tell when I'm in a good, good mood is, is that I will like sing a little song and the boys do not enjoy that. (laughs) (laughs) They know it's a sign. Yeah, that's my tell. And so I was just, and I said to them both, I said, well, you know what my gift to you is on Mother's Day? And they said, what? They said, I'm a happy mom. (laughs) And I mean, really, what I noticed, and, and this, so to shift back to the topic of the book, the reason that I wrote this is that I experienced what a different parent I could show up as Mm. when I took care of myself. I actually got to show up as the parent that was aligned with my values. So the idea of what I thought a really kind, loving, supportive parent was, well, that part didn't show up very much when I was cranky and depleted and never got anything I enjoyed. Um, And so that shift is for me, but it actually pays dividends to everyone in your realm. When you are filled with peace or contentment or joy, and trust me, I'm not thinking, like I don't walk around on a cloud. I I have my cranky moment of, oh, I'm stuck behind this train again. Like, great and whatever. But honestly, it's just self-care. Investing in self-care is like investing in travel. It's something you pay for, but it makes you richer. Yeah, in so many ways. Oh, it does. In so many ways. Yeah. And just the freedom of choice, like like really what it comes down to is having that freedom of choice, what you've talked about. Um, What's something unique that you do to take care of yourself? Well, what I discovered that was very helpful and, you know, everybody has different things. I started meditating about five or six years ago and I have a little app on my phone and the app on my phone, you know, phones are always so terrible. People don't like phones. Oh, it's bad. You're on your phone. Honestly, my phone has library books and meditation apps. And when I get stuck behind a train, I can read my library book. I mean, it's, it's a very good setup for me. Yeah. Um, there are lots of things that I do for myself. So I do enjoy massage. I have had Reiki. I do the emotional freedom technique, which is the tapping yeah. to do like emotional nervous system regulation. What else do I do? That's See, and these are, they can be micro moments. Yes. Right. I was in an airport back when we used to travel and I know it's coming <laughs> back, but um, I was in an airport and I was really feeling cranky and out of sorts and, and you know, airports are noisy and I don't know about you, but there's just a whole lot of humanity there. And I don't always love being in the thick of it. Yeah. And so I put my earbuds in and I just grounded myself in this, you know, five minute meditation. And yeah, that, that makes me more about the solution than the problem in that just tiny little investment. Yeah. So, yeah. So they can be micro moments, they can be bigger moments. But the point is, is take time to connect to yourself so you can serve others better. Well, I'm going actually on a retreat this weekend. And I feel very lucky to be doing that. I'm going to Bragg Creek. And I'm leaving Friday at noon. And I come back Sunday later in the afternoon. And it was so funny, because I was talking to that person. And I heard about the retreat. And I don't know what I was thinking. But it wasn't it was sort of like, Oh, well, I guess I can't connect with her that weekend. And and then I thought, well, I could go to the retreat. And it was just so, oh, (laughs) not rocket science-ish, but still, yeah, I just didn't even think. And then I thought, oh, it's the early bird and I could go and I I have time and I can make that work. And, and so, yeah, I, I would say that I don't do particularly unique things, but perhaps it surprises me how simple it can be to just say yes to things. Yeah. And it's about saying yes to ourselves. And like you said, the oxygen mask, when it comes down, Mm -hmm. we need to take care of ourselves in order to do all those other things that we have on the list, have in the calendar. Oh, yes. Yes. It's very, it is an investment and not, not everybody's ready to make that investment. Yeah. So I try and respect that when, when people push back, when I ask a few questions or, you know, I hear a story, I, 
I just respect that everybody's where they are on their path. Yeah. Maybe they're ready and maybe they're going to drive to 12 more dance practices or recitals or, you know, before they say, oh, I'd like to put something on the calendar that I drive to for me. So. Yeah. You know, and something else that I've learned that I've, I've done a given myself a silence kind of retreat of 24 hours. I went to a local retreat center and just booked myself a room and then took a journal. And uh, it was the first time I had ever done that. And it was very revealing what, you know, people do that for 10 days. And I'm like, I don't know how <laughs> they do that. the 24 hours was very insightful uh, for me. And uh, it was the beginning of a few trips that I've taken just on myself to, I did a half day course. And then I went a half day of exploring for myself. And it uh, just recharges you in a whole different way. And you show up differently in the world. And it is so, so important. So that's why I am really excited to, you know, showcase Gentle with you. Heather Scott is who we're talking to today. And Heather, um, what is something that you really want people to walk away with? Three things that you want them to remember from our conversation today. Yeah, I think it's the three that I shared a few minutes ago, which is to, to really consider releasing the guilt around either not taking care of yourself or you know who's impacted if you are going to start choosing to take care of yourself mm -hmm. uh, the second one is to forgive yourself if you are dealing with a health challenge or if you're dealing with resistance to you doing this self-care mm -hmm. just forgiving yourself oh and if you hadn't done it in the past you know just bringing a lot of compassion and and gentleness to that. And then the last one is, this is our life. This is our life and our lives are ours to create. That's how I feel. Mm -hmm. And give yourself permission to choose something that will fill you up, will bring a smile to your face, will uh, allow you to show up as your best self for those you love. That permission to choose. I think we don't realize that that permission we don't need from anyone else but ourselves. Yeah. yeah. The internal talk that goes along with that is, is an interesting place to look. And, yeah. you know, I, I used to say to my kids, if that voice gets mean, let's try turning it down the volume just so we don't really need to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a great tip. That's a great tip. Yeah. I, I, so those are the three things. And, and thank you so much for, for allowing me to chat about something that I care so very much about. So how, how can people stay in touch with you? Oh, um, well, they can find me on Facebook or Instagram. I know I shared my Instagram handle with you and I, yeah. I have a gentle with you uh, page and I also have my, my own page. So there's crossover. Yeah. Um, I do have a website, so if you'd like to sign up and receive updates of, um, I'm going to be creating, well, I'm co-creating this offering in September, but I'm also looking at creating some sort of um, like conversation series because nice. there's so many various topics associated with this. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm looking at creating a, a monthly webinar series where we can just collect and and do just what you and I have done, share stories. I find that cross-pollination when people share is incredibly valuable for everyone listening. So. Yeah. Thank you so much. We're going to have everything in the show notes. You can connect with Heather on social media, on her website, nowhere to find the books, because this is a book that you need to read so that you can really connect with yourself, have that deeper listening of self being you know, gentle with you, as well as in that parenting role. And it also will cross pollinate to other areas of your life. Heather, there's two questions we ask our guests on the show. What is one book other than, other than the one you wrote that has really transformed your life? What book has transformed my life? Mm. 
I think that the gifts of imperfection has transformed my life because I viewed perfectionism as a way of staying safe and tidy in life Mm. and allowing myself the freedom to be myself, flaws and all, has been very freeing. That's beautiful. Now for the final question, what does it mean to you to live rich from the inside out? Oh, what a beautiful way to end. So (laughs) I often share that I feel incredibly wealthy. And, you know, during, during this last couple of years, there's been so much focus on gratitude. And I would say that I can tell that I'm incredibly wealthy when I have people who I truly love in my life and I'm connected to. And then having the freedom to structure my days where some days you just want another half hour. And then even today when I was getting to the gym, I did have to hustle into the gym, but most days I have flexibility in my schedule where if it's a song on the radio that I super love, I can stay for an extra few minutes and listen to all of it. It's almost like you get to pinch yourself. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh, I, I view, I view wealth as, as that freedom to choose that I have experienced. Uh, that's awesome. Heather, it's been a wonderful um, experience having you on the show, sharing those tips. I know that people are going to take away and do some big reflection. So whether you're in the car driving or you're working out at the gym or you're just sitting in your easy chair, listening or watching the podcast online, I really want you to think about what are your self-care measures? What are you doing to really take care of the world around you by taking care of yourself. And what does self-care look like to you? Like I said, you know, I had a def- different definition and I've learned that self-care is a lot more than what I ever thought it was. Um, and, you know, when people talk about the self-love movement, self-care is part of it, but really what is it truly in your definition? And do you completely understand what it's all about? So Heather, thank you for shedding light. And for all those parents out there watching or listening to us, um, it is really important to be gentle with you. We are all on our own journey. And these little humans, they socialize us as we were talking about earlier, and they may help you become the person that you need to be as you also teach them the lessons. So thank you so much, Heather, on um, behalf of Heather and myself. Thank you for joining us here on the Millionaire Woman Show. I'd love for you to go over to my website at www.debrakazowski.com right now. We have a brand new um, giveaway for you called Reset Your Mindset. It's a 10-page PDF that will help you whenever you feel like you're off track to reset and get yourself back on track so that you can you know, go after those goals and dreams and show up as the best version of yourself. So thank you for joining us. And don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. As Mahama Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. And again, on behalf of Heather and myself, go out and have a great day. 